Welcome to Come Queens, the Pussy Positive podcast, challenging cultural norms around our bodies, our sexuality, and pleasure so that we can uplift the matriarchy one conversation at a time. I'm Grace. And I'm Charlotte. And on this week's episode, we catch you up on where we've been for the past couple of weeks. We explore the brutal use of force on protesters and the potential effects of chemical weapons on our reproductive systems. So holy shit, Charlotte. Yeah. What a what a time. What a pandemic. Uh protests worldwide. Which is that part is amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, we were together, I guess, the first we the the first night that we went down to the well, I guess those are the was first Was that n- the first protest in here a- in Nashville? In Nashville, yeah. yeah. So that was like two Sundays ago, I guess. Yeah. That's crazy to think it was like only two weeks ago. I know. I feel like the entire, everything is so different from yeah. now to then. Because uh, there's so much that has happened. It and just feels like it's been like a month. And I don't have like, yeah, I started losing track of time. Like right. Sometime in the quarantine anyway. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, we've never, you know, we haven't done anything. We've been so isolated this whole time. And then I went from like, nothing to the most things I've ever right done all at one yeah but yeah we got word we were here my husband was playing music and then we got word that like our friends were downtown and they the protesters had tried to cross um like the bridge they they marched onto the highway and at that point like the police started tear gassing them and shooting and rubber bullets rubber and the pepper bullets uh with like children present mm-hmm. in the middle of the day on Sunday. So we went, so we like just got together, I don't know, really fast and went down there and we walked and when we got there the first night there, they had just released more tear gas and there was just kind of like a haze of it over it. Right. And we walked through it yeah. and that was my first experience with tear gas. And I've been to protests before, but yeah. I've never experienced tear gas. And that, we just experienced the aftermath of it. Right. Like that wasn't even the, that, the yeah. main the main event. And then, yeah, I've been to protests. I mean, I was at George Bush's second inauguration. Like it was pretty intense, but it, I mean, they didn't tear gas no. us. Um, yeah. I mean, I was in the anti-war stuff. I mean, obviously the Women's March, mm-hmm. they, I mean, that's even hard to call a protest. I mean, it's a march. Yeah. Right. Um, or I mean the one that happened here. I'm speaking for the one that okay. happened in Nashville right. that I was at. But like um yeah, and then the D I was at the DNC protest in twenty sixteen. But yeah, it was just I've I've never seen anything like that. Um and then the following day, I get I guess it was the following day was when no, we weren't together that night. Was when yeah, then like I was there and got tear gas directly in the face that night. Um, and yeah, my husband was not moved. I was like, let's walk away. And he just like was standing there while they were just like Mm -hmm. shooting canisters and canisters and flashbangs. Like it was just constant explosions. Yeah. Those are terrifying. We were watching the video again because some, we found a video that we're in that somebody posted and, um, we, I was like, what are you, but I didn't know that that's what my husband was listening to. And I was like, what is that sound? That sounds so crazy. He's like, that's us. Like, that's the video that, and I was like, oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. But I mean, people are, 
are fucking tired of watching fucking black people get murdered at the hands of the police and it's great to see that and cities all over our country mm-hmm. everyone is standing up and not and not just our country which is wild right they're like going to the u.s embassies and stuff yeah paris has been packed yeah day in day out london i mean i it, it's i mean it's germany like, too yeah well they know they I right mean, the germans they've got experience seeing this before but um yeah and so we didn't make an episode that week because i don't know everything's just escalated extremely quickly yeah We've been trying to be involved, helping out people um, on the ground as as much as we can. And we made like the our town also made the front page of Reddit uh, Mm -hmm. because they destroyed the med. Like the second time, the second night we went back, it was amazing how quickly they had formed the system to have medics down there to help people. I mean, once they realized what they were walking into, so. Yeah, and they had, like, a sign that we would give if we were injured, and they had, like, water bottles to flush the tear gas out of our eyes and, like, other basic medical equipment for injuries and stuff like that. And And they had a whole professional setup with all uh, Band-Aids, water bottles, um, baking soda. They had everything you needed there. And they marked themselves, and they were in a designated area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, because that was the night that the curfew Man, I'm getting the nights all confused. I think the curfew was implemented the night before that, when uh, they destroyed the medic tent. Right, and then the medic tent got destroyed the next, yeah, the 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 following night. 15 minutes after curfew, which was 8 p.m. here. Yeah. So they destroyed it at 8.15. And these little baby bitch-ass cops are, like, stomping on these water bottles. Well, first they fucking jacked all of the medics, fucking doctors... Regular volunteers, EMTs, um, they jacked them up against the walls because they were in um, One World Brewing, I yeah. think. And they had permission by the owner to be there and set up there. They jacked them all up. They threw them on the ground. Then they ha- had fucking razor blades and knives handy and poked all of the water bottles, stomped on granola bars and tampons. Their claim was that they were looking for explosives. I mean, if they want, it'd be one thing if they were like, we just want to search this to make sure that it's safe or something like that. Mm -hmm. But they, I mean, that wasn't their intention. No. Their, their idea was to destroy, I think, to destroy the medics so the protesters wouldn't have any resources. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then they acted like the city had some kind of fucking help for us. There were no like city EMTs. There were, there was no way you could get medical attention if you needed it during that situation no not at all so so yeah um and that's that's like a war crime you can't destroy medical facilities i mean it's a war crime the u.s has definitely committed before we've bombed mm-hmm. the shit out of hospitals in Afghan- afghanistan before and then be like oops my bad like you guys know what you're bombing but and and they were like all these outside cops too, like they because they they end up calling in the national guard, state troopers, local, um, like other other local departments, right around um, North Carolina. So we don't know what department or where they were from because they were all decked out in black riot gear. Yeah, they had everything on. 
but yeah, destroying medical supplies uh, constitutes a war crime under the Geneva Conventions. But I guess it's fine if it's a war on your own people. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but we, and we just like wanted to find out more information about the stuff. I mean, and obviously we're not the only city. I mean, they're tear gassing people everywhere and, um, and using these same, well, they call it like non-lethal mm-hmm. force, but, but then also some people are saying less lethal because like all these, I've seen all the videos of people who've been like shot in the eye. I mean, you can die from being shot with a tear gas canister or people, I mean, then they're shooting journalists mm-hmm. and arresting you can, legal you can observers. Go permanently blind. You can die. You can have um, respiratory uh, weakness like the rest of your life. Yeah. And then to top it all off, it's a fucking pandemic. And exactly. all the protesters were down there in their masks. In fact, they were giving out free masks, mm-hmm. which was another really cool aspect. And people are spraying everyone with hand sanitizer. Yeah. Like they're, I mean, given the circumstance, I think people are doing the best they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that aspect of it but then when you shoot a fucking well first of all you're going to weaken our respiratory systems during a pandemic that's terrible yeah. also when you get to your guests you're literally like at all, i just remember people yelling these instructions out like people are like walk don't run because they didn't want yes. us to trample each other which yes. was very helpful for me to hear that because you know you're like you kind of go into panic that first night when someone threw like either one of those a little firecracker popper. or yeah. something and then my immediate reaction was to run because i saw other people running or standing in front of the police station and then someone was like walked around i was like okay okay so i grabbed daniel i was like all right we can walk and then walk back yeah because you just need to be reminded of that because you kick into immediately like fight or flight instinct yeah because it is like a very terrifying experience yeah and yeah and then I feel like, and then they were also like spit it out. Like they were like, so that's what I started doing. Right. Because if you just get, if you can, I just blew my nose into nothingness, like into the ground. Mm -hmm. Because if you get it out of, that's like the best way to get that shit out of your eyes and nose. If you don't have milk handy, if you don't have water and baking soda handy. And people were like just screaming everywhere. And with the bangs, you couldn't tell. It was very disorienting because you couldn't tell where it was coming from. Meanwhile, there are like trucks revving around, circling us downtown. Like we were all trapped in this square. And so, because there's also like obviously white supremacists involved. It's not just the cops. Um, and we're in the fucking South too. So these organizations already exist. And like one night somebody came and like shot gun, like guns around protesters down here the truck had tried to run into a group of protesters mm-hmm. the cops did nothing about it they were right there they were across the street they watched it happen and then apparently they stopped the truck and then let him go yeah and they said that somebody needed to file a report but that's bullshit that's not true and of course you know obviously the relationship is fractured at this point um you know i mean i'm not thinking gee i'm gonna call the cops if i have a problem no because i don't trust them to help me um, and that's like, I don't know, that was a big moment for me and like recognizing my privilege is that like, I don't think I've ever felt that afraid of the police before mm-hmm. as I was when I was down there. Uh, because I don't, I haven't had to feel that fear. Right. Um, and I feel like I, 
handled it kind of like a wuss. I like started to panic at one point. I just was like taking deep breath. I started realizing that, and I thought like I looked like I had my shit together, but then like a bunch of random people that I didn't know kept asking me if I was okay. I wasn't crying or anything, mm-hmm. but I must have, and you know, of course I'm wearing a mask, but I must have just had like a look in my yeah. eye like I wasn't keeping it together. And then I just like stepped aside, like breathed for a moment, and then like was able to go back in. But my husband was like so fearless about it, just out there. But then I'm like, he was making me yeah, nervous because he right. was like so bold. And I was like, watch it. You know, it just seemed like anything could happen. And you didn't know who was in the crowd or what, mm-hmm. you know, what was going to go down next. But then fortunately, in the following days, like more organization started to happen. Things got much calmer. And we started the National actually, Guard left. Yeah. Well, eventually. And mm-hmm. then, and then they, you know, the black leadership started to step forward and direct us. um, Right. Because we're in such a small city, there also isn't just like a network. I don't think that strongly existed here to begin with for situations like this. Um, So then we all sat out on like in the little town square and they just invited anybody who wanted to come up and share their experiences. um, And anybody who was black to share their experiences, um, that they had had either you know just in their lifetime or in this area or with police and we just heard like a whole range um of stories which was really educational and also like because white people were really in the beginning days they were just like shouting over at, mm-hmm. you know people and, of and color it wasn't i cool. mean we even saw that at the last uh protest in city hall just White people love to to yell and have themselves heard. An upstage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like they're centering themselves and they're they're starting the chants and it's not, it's time for you to sit back. Like we can be here. Right. I've been trying to like, I've just been trying to ask myself the question like how, how can I help? And not in like a, but I don't know what to do because there's like plenty of shit to do. Um, but I mean, I'm saying in the given moment, like what's helpful or not helpful in this situation. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could get someone like f- food or giving them, suppl- you know, handing out, bringing supplies, giving your money, you know, and not everyone I don't think has a role like as a protester either, because obviously, well, I mean, look what happened when there were kids there the first day. So if you're a person with a child and you don't want to come down when they're with your kid, like fully, yeah. fully understandable. Also, you know, you get to make those decisions as a parent, but. Um, and, and in the day, like on Saturday, the following Saturday was a huge march and there mm-hmm. were a lot of kids there and it, you know, it was in the day. It was, it felt pretty safe. Um, but then after my first experience, man, I mean, never did I feel like, oh, this is fully safe because everything was so chill before it wasn't chill mm-hmm. that I was like, okay, this could take a turn. And I was just being hyper aware of if there were other people around who exactly. had bad intentions um yeah so like trying to keep eyes I mean they had snipers on us all like my husband was playing music on the stage in the center of the square and like they had a whole fuck you hotel heiress um they had a whole entire like penthouse suite in the hotel with snipers lined up facing us and they were in they were in three buildings that I could see Mm -hmm. just like ready I mean they but from that hotel, I just kept thinking, like, they have a direct shot to, like, Mike's head from there. I mean, if they wanted to go that way. So, 
anyway, things are, are calmer for us here now, but I'm also concerned that we're not, that I don't know, we got to keep the lose momentum. momentum. Yeah, exactly. But also like protests, I was listening to Angela Davis on Democracy Now! the other day and protests are, you know, in the long term aren't always sustainable. Like it's going to have to shift True. into more. And this was sp such a spontaneous moment. Mm -hmm. It feels like like the circumstances just lined up that this, yeah, that this was just going to be in this moment. And it, and it's like, does it take that too? Like I keep thinking about that. Like does, does it seemed like with this video with George Floyd, like there, no one had a dispute. Like in every other case, someone's like, but this, mm -hmm. but that, I mean, which is bullshit. But like no, even unreasonable people, I feel like prior to this are still watching that and being like, oh yeah, that wasn't okay. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, and that on the backs of, um, like, Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery, like, all, and we were all in quarantine at this, you know, we were mm -hmm. all watching it, and I just keep telling myself this isn't different. It's not like things are different now than they were before. They have, exactly. It's just that we're I think it was a perfect something. storm of being in quarantine and being isolated and seeing this and I don't know if this is true but I feel like more white people have been involved in these protests than ever before yeah yeah and then maybe they and I mean well just like what I was saying with my experience like maybe white people need to see like like what the police are capable of you know yeah I, I mean I do I do think that like they're and I think about their white families too like not yes. just the ones who are there like yeah their their parents and grandparents are going to be like oh well you would do that to my kid too right I th like I go back and forth with this like I think there is a problem like videos of deliberate police brutality can like desensitize people um but on the other hand like white people we don't experience this in our day-to-day -day life so that like that's why people are like play devil's advocate like oh he must have been doing something like oh he had a record before so like seeing these this brutality like i think has the possibility to open people's eyes but then you don't want to desensitize people to it and just pr present black bodies like dead black bodies right Right. Well, I mean, I even now that they've canceled cops or whatever, I was just thinking, like, how many times have I watched cop? I mean, it's, it's not like it's a show that I like to watch, but like it was such a show of the 90s. Oh, like, it I was feel like, huge. well, I mean, we only had like fucking five channels or something yeah. like there weren't a lot of things on. And it was like, I feel like after school, like cops would be on. Dude, I watched Dog the Bounty Hunter, too. That was my shit. Is that like really? I don't know. What, I know what he looks He's like. But... Definitely a fucking racist asshole. Oh, God. Yeah. But, you know, like, and then you just get desensitized to that over time. Mm -hmm. And as you see the images in the media, too, you know, it's, like, always, like, you know, black man, 5'4 to 6'5, you know. Um, you can, you know, you, I don't know. You, like, you, but I just, people have looked away for too long. And finally, people who haven't been paying attention to this are. And you I've can't seen that. ignore it anymore. Yeah. It's, yeah, at this point. Because it's worldwide. If you're ignoring it, then 
then you're just you're making a conscious decision too right i mean and even so they're not ignoring it if you're excusing that behavior then you've shown yourself to be exactly who the fuck you are mm-hmm. um but like the people who were like on the fence or i'm not polit- i mean i don't understand how anyone could fucking say that this is a political <laughs> issue because it's just a human rights issue it, yeah exactly so um people started telling us stuff though like you know just while we were down there and i actually right after the i right after the first couple of days of the protest i started getting these really bad like period feeling cramps and i don't i mean i track my period on my phone but i don't have like a like calendar in my mind so i like looked it up and it's like oh you're 10 days away from your period and um I was just bringing that up to a couple of people and then people are starting to say like, hey, have you looked into that? Because I guess tear gas is reported to have some effects on potentially on the reproductive system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still haven't gotten my period. Should you have? Uh-huh. About five days ago, six days ago, but... Well, can also... I mean, it seems... I'm thinking they what they seem to think is that it just impacts your endocrine system, mm. which is going to impact how your hormones are regulated. Like, right? They were saying at after Standing Rock, some people said they got their periods for an entire year from all. I mean, because they were just constant. That was just a constant barrage of right. tear gas, and the same people were like occupying it for such a long time. And we basically have, like, no research on the impacts of tear gas on regular civilians long-term or short-term. And especially not women. No, no. I mean, just like everything else. And especially not pregnant women, which is another major Mm -hmm. concern. Or anyone with underlying health conditions. Um, There was a 2014 study that was conducted on military recruits so those are like people are in very good shape they're all like male eight, yeah, they're like 18 like, year old dudes yeah pretty much um so they did the tear gas the cs like what is used in most um police departments um which is one percent of tear gas and i think the uk uses a five percent concoction um, so theirs is worse? Yeah, so the UK's is worse. Um, but it found that they were at a higher risk of contracting respiratory illness, such as the flu or pneumonia. And those are, you know, very in shape young men. So we have um, our local police departments using this chemical that is banned in war, which is a respiratory chemical, during a pandemic that affects your respiratory system. And a lot of a lot of doctors and and uh, medical personnel have have signed petitions to stop the use of tear gas right now because they are afraid and they are convinced that it's going to worsen COVID nineteen. Was it Denver that put the thirty day? I know one city put a thirty it, day. Yeah, hold. I, I believe it was Denver. Yeah. Well, and also it just makes you think too. Like these motherfuckers were prepared. Like. Exactly. They didn't know this was coming, right? Because this is pretty spontaneous. They have it's not a fucking like they... stockpile of chemical weapons against us. Yeah, like that's horrifying. Mm-hmm. And and this isn't, you know, this isn't the military. This these are the police. No. Yeah, exactly. So like, 
and for and our military is more than well equipped, you know, with that stuff, I'm sure. But like why are local police departments like the military, you know? Well the military aren't even use allowed to use this. Right. I mean theoretically. Theoretically. Yeah. Right. Um Yeah, and so they were just ready to just like come for us and it just it made I I don't know. I don't know what like in yeah, I don't know why. Even the second night that it happened, it still fucking surprised me. I mean, because they just launched a barrage. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know why I was even surprised by it. But it's just you. I just would never have thought I would see something like this in my in my life. I guess. Yeah. Um. But again, maybe I should have expected it. Um. They they the CDC says that. Tear gas can cause blindness, glaucoma, immediate death, respiratory failure. There was a 22-year-old Ohio woman who who died. Her name's Sarah Grossman after exposure to tear gas. They the right. autopsy hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Basically, like the hospital staff tried to make it seem like she overdosed, but they said that there yes. was no evidence. Like, her family's like, she has no history of drug use. There was a lot of conflicting reports when her death first came out. Um, that Some people stated that she had asthma, she had a peanut allergy. Her family just came out and made a statement saying she had none of that. And two, she died two days after she went to a protest in Ohio. Um, yeah. She was a perfectly healthy 22-year-old person. Yeah, she, so. I think she had just graduated from college. Um, you know, and I mean, the, the other injuries that have occurred, especially from the wall, I mean, a friend of mine had a huge, like huge ass welt from the pepper bullets. And the thing about those two, you're supposed to bounce them off. Like the, the tactic you're supposed to use is bounce them off the ground and then have them, but they're shooting them directly Directly at at people people. or the one, the one video where they were, I I forget which that might've been in Minneapolis when they were shooting them on their own, on their front porch. Mm -hmm. Like it's wild what they, and they can just do it. And even in our own town, like the fucking mayor didn't authorize, like the police are acting on their own with no oversight, no control. Mm Mm-hmm. So there were there were small studies in Chile and Bahrain that connected tear gas exposure to miscarriages. I mean, and there were a lot of I read that there were a lot of reports about it in Palestine too, mm-hmm. which talk about another place that has terrible human rights violations. Right. Um, a, fr- a Palestinian friend of mine shared like an the image of George Floyd next to an image of like an Israeli. I, I don't know if somebody in the military like they're like exact I mean like knee on the neck like same mm-hmm. situation in Palestine I mean they because they've been dealing I saw somewhere that it. a lot of police forces use the same tactics as Israeli uh, military and some have even been trained in those tactics which is like one of the cruelest right. most yeah brutal militaries um and so these studies like have been done in controlled environments with I read one of the studies was they um, voluntarily pepper sprayed people. Um, but the idea is to pepper spray and tear gas 
so to disperse a crowd so they have somewhere to go they get out of that immediate vicinity but we've seen cops around the country cattle and herd people and trap them and then proceed to tear gas them liberally with amounts that are unprecedented and the fact that we have barely any research on like conservative amounts of tear gas and to see that police are doing this in unprecedented amounts to people during a fucking pandemic i just it's it's maddening and it's very frustrating yeah and i don't know like even if people i just keep thinking like even if people who aren't down for the cause or whatever don't give a shit about this how can they look at this in their own streets and not think well if things were another way what that this could happen to me like why don't people realize that this power is a danger to literally every single person in our country it's not just you know it's not just these protesters in this moment like your local your local police department is ready to fucking go to war with you mm-hmm. on any given day you know yeah and I mean there have been there have been pregnant women that have been out protesting we we shared a picture her name I ended up reading more about it later her name is Thema but she didn't give her last name but she's a 26 year old woman the picture we shared about like I spent um I didn't you know be pregnant for nine months um labor for nine hours to have police put um their knee on my son's neck for Mm -hmm. nine minutes and you know and I do think like that photo I recognize that obviously there's dangers involved for protesting as a pregnant woman but at the same time like the power of saying like I'm a woman with child like I'm (laughs) right I'm holding life inside of me and trying to bring this life into this world and this is the world that you're going to give to my right. child you that's know? why people are protesting right it's so i mean you yeah Serenika martin who was shot by police in austin during a protest she was shot directly in the stomach uh the back of the head and her back um her baby is okay that sh- she reported um and of course the first question people are like well why is a pregnant woman at this protest anyway it's too dangerous and she said she came because she was pregnant, because she had problems getting medical care because of her prior pregnancies, because this systemic racism runs not just in our police force, it's in our medical field, it's in every facet of America. Yeah. Yeah. Housing. I mean, it's, yeah, it's literally to the core. Yeah. Um, and that's where I struggle with it, too, because it's like it's not like we can just overcome the police violence. Right. I mean, we but you see if you quit, that's how rooted the system is that, like, if we start to question it, exactly. they don't give a fuck and they will come for anybody, mm-hmm. you know, who stands up to that. Um, but, I, yeah, I have so much admiration, so much admiration. And and honestly, the the black women that stepped up for leadership here locally have been so incredible and amazing and really used. There was one woman who was speaking um, at one of the events that we went to and some 
asshole stands up while she's mm. talking and mm-hmm. starts chanting all lives matter and old hippie dude old hippie looking dude with yeah, he looked like, like fucking he fucking peace sign. followed the grateful dead around yeah. he had a tie-dye peace sign shirt on that's the kind of people we have here in Nashville. yeah the, yeah the progressive liberal... on the outside yeah exactly fucking racist piece of shit on the inside mm-hmm. um but she just handled the situation in such a perfect way and then another another of the women who was up there came up and said this is we're showing you how we can de-escalate the average citizen is clearly shown to be better at de-escalating situations than the fucking police police. you don't need a gun to police don't de-escalate that's the problem they only escalate Mm -hmm. they go in with escalation Mm -hmm. and we've tried retraining them it's not working exactly like and honestly i'll be the first i mean i have honestly defended the Asheville police department and i just feel like what a fucking idiot i am because i did see i knew that community initiatives like Asheville has been doing training to community policing i was in when i worked in my mental health job i was in this training called the community resiliency model and there were police officers in the training with me um, and it was a model that they were pushing out to all the mental health professionals, but also the police to, to help them learn how to do. De- and actually the CRM training is actually more about like getting yourself to a place of calm going into a situation. Because yeah. how are you going to deescalate a situation exactly. if you've, as we would say, flipped your lid and like lost your shit. Mm-hmm. But so like, I was like, oh good. Astral police are making, you know, are making progress. They're, they're doing these these things and trying to be better and I was seeing those efforts but of course still living my life as a white woman and so maybe like maybe they have that training but like clearly they were just ready to go bonker they didn't walk in with you know with that model from the you know from the beginning I mean and and there are cities where police did handle these situations better than others you know there are places like where the police would march along with them or but then this whole like kneeling bullshit i know it's like yeah i think we shared that about like it's just like an abuser you know like oh you treat you know they treat you like shit one second they tear gas you one second kneel with you the next like we're Mm -hmm. not going to just forgive you and forget that you didn't do that um that you didn't do that to us um and the kneeling thing is just so problematic in itself because right george floyd died because a cop was kneeling on his neck right for eight minutes and, and i mean i don't know seconds. who started i mean i heard the chance downtown where i don't know who started the take a knee and i i mean i get the sentiment behind it yes like, of like okay just show us you're with us but if you're with us then you're not in riot here then you're actually exactly. with us you're among us you're talking to the people you're saying but they have no interest and it and it sucks because I mean, I feel like I've, I don't want to be that cynical about it, but it's just it's just my privilege that has shielded me, that has allowed me to have those thoughts of like, oh, well, maybe, you know, some of them are trying. At the end of the day, if you're choosing to continue to support to support that, like, and your fellow, yeah, I mean, they, and all over the country, the cops are backing each other up no mm-hmm. matter what, you know? The police unions are out of control. Oh, my God. Yeah. We don't even have... This is the South. We don't even fucking have unions here. It's a joke. But the Mm -hmm. police... The PBA, the Southern Police Benevolent Association, like, released a statement 
saying because basically our chief of police apologized about destroying the medical supplies right. two days later the first day he was like we had to do it mm-hmm. they released and then the next day he was like oh sorry we should have done that differently which like i don't believe you at all but then and he was like help us learn bitch what help, right <laughs> you're the professional i cannot you're supposed to be protecting us that's your job I can't imagine a situation in which it would ever be acceptable for the quote-unquote professional of the situation to act like how they do. Yeah. Like, I would oh, never... Oh, we didn't know. We didn't know better. I don't... Uh, what if... We don't know how to do our job. What if when you were, like, teaching, you just, like, walked into the classroom and you're just like, all right, shut the fuck up, you little bitches, and sit down. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm... And, and then I then an hour later, I'm like, calm. I'm like, you guys need to help me. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. Like, you know. need to help me learn how to teach you. Yeah. What? And then and then the next second, you're just beating the shit out of all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no one would behave that way. I, I just hope that we keep we keep it up. And I think and also like for white our white women listeners, please, when you're participating, look to your black leadership. But look at. Also, I feel like it should also be stated that I hear that a lot, but that doesn't mean just sit around and do nothing and wait for somebody to, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's two sides of it. Sure. You can still take action, but just don't go against what, you know, don't fight against it. Mm -hmm. um, And don't center yourself in it. Right. Don't make it all about you. Don't say like, oh, you know. But I'm not racist. I'm here. It's just like. We're all racist. We all need to work that out. It's it's ingrained in us yeah. from the beginning. Right. From birth. Yeah. Because I've been having some people this week who've been like kind of processing their white guilt with me, which like I, I certainly don't ever do that with a person of color because they don't need no. to do that emotional labor for you. They have enough, enough on their plates right now. Um, but I mean, that is, not, you know, how can I support you? I mean, we've had some cool... Um, I mean, because my, my husband has become one of the leaders here locally, and like the community has been so supportive in so many ways. And it's been like we mm-hmm. had somebody the other day who just like sent sent me a Facebook message because I think she knows that like he's getting bombarded with hundreds and me- of messages constantly that he can't hardly even respond to all of them. And she's just like, "What do you? What do you guys?" Want, here's a website pick out what you want for dinner I'm sending you guys food and I was like that's you know like that was a really helpful thing to do because th- at this point in our lives like things like eating and sleeping are very difficult and so um yeah and so that's that's something that's really good you can feed people or or I did that you know I that's something I've done too is just try to like feed people um provide emotional support Mm -hmm. talk to but and also fucking talk to your white family i think if you get it or if you're close to getting and don't be afraid to say something like i know people who i think have been afraid to say something about it because they don't want to say the wrong thing but it's better to say in my opinion it's better to say something say the wrong thing and then then learn from it accept the correction right yeah because otherwise you're just going to sit in that and never know your own biases and because we all yeah we all have problematic white family Mm -hmm. i mean and i mean i've had to set certain boundaries of where i can and cannot go with this for myself right now i mean and i've been working on my white family for a while but i mean even other people in my family who like i would have been like oh well they're fine you know but have any of us really 
been doing any, I mean, I haven't, I'm doing any real work. Me not treating people like shit doesn't, <laughs> like that's, doesn't, that's not enough. Right. Um, and, oh, one of the speakers really got me with that too. She said, call, not just in your families, but in your organizations, you know, you need. Where you work. Where you work, mm -hmm. where you go to church, where you go to the gym or like any organization, if you're involved in any kind of groups, you know, like you can start there too. Um, and yeah, take that there's on. been plenty of times where I have not cool. spoken up. Like back when I had a job, there were, ugh, there was so much wrong. It was all all white women who work there, and a majority of white children, and like two two children of color went there. And there's, you know, one teacher in particular who would just fetishize children of color. And would just say the most outrageous, inappropriate things. And, I I, like, I'm a person who doesn't really speak up a lot and just kind of sits. Um, and the most I would do is, like, give a look to my friends or, you know. Yeah. But, like, now is the time to use your voice because this can't, this can't go on. You need to, and you don't have to do it, like, you don't have to call them out in a mean way if you don't think they're coming from if you think they're coming from a good place like you because can you take want them aside. someone to learn right you yeah. can use it because i feel like there are different categories of people there definitely and that's where i've drawn my line like right now i i am not engaging with people who have no desire to change right. or listen or think but, but i will i will devote the energy to people who are just ignorant mm -hmm. and, yeah and yeah I mean that doesn't absolve they think them they have of the their best ignorance. intentions. Yeah. Um, but take them aside privately if you don't want to like uh, embarrass them in public in front of your boss or anything like that, and just explain like why that was a problematic statement that you said. Yeah, and like I think something like I don't know if you're aware of this, mm -hmm. but like when I hear you say something like this, it could be perceived this way, and you know I just wanted to make you aware. But I mean. Yeah, and and when that happens to you too, like please, right? You, yeah, you gotta just stop getting defensive. It's not a personal attack. Yeah, and you're gonna be fine in the end. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, because your life is not at risk every day. So, um, I and I, I'm sure that there are other people who are listening to this that are also out out there, um, in the streets, and you know, please keep keep going out try to protect yourself develop networks i mean you have to have a safety you do mm -hmm. you have to have a safety plan and i mean for us and our family our safety plan is evolving every single day mm -hmm. um, into a new formation and also if people try to tell you about you know what their experiences are just try to just listen. listen yeah just listen um yeah I, I I don't know. It's definitely opened up my eyes into like all the more work that I need to do, mm -hmm. and yeah. But I'm just scared. I I just we can't we can't go on like this any longer. Mm -hmm. Like this can't be a passing moment. If this is a passing moment, I just feel like because there is to a certain degree. I've always felt that. I don't know. You have to reach a critical mass in order for change to happen. It couldn't just be like. You know, I 
if I were out in the streets prior to this, for example, like it's not going to like you have to have enough people that are on board in order yeah. to make it happen. And I think we're actually there now. I think we are too. Yeah. Um. So long as that's legitimate. And I hope so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely feel like there were people down there. I was saying there were like the for the gram protesters who were just like, oh. Right. You do see that a lot. A lot of young white White girls taking pictures um, with their signs. You can't just post on your Instagram story, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, there is a lot of performative activism happening right now. That's why we're seeing so many white people involved in these protests. Um, But but I I also think that even if you were coming there for performative purposes, you're going to you're going to learn something. You're going to learn today. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'd like to mention, I, because I feel like it's it's not getting enough discussion points, but um, when I was, you know, we have to look at how capitalism is involved in this, too. You know, at its foundation, our whole country was built on the, on the, I, I didn't know there was a term for it that I learned this week, primitive accumulation, which is basically all the free labor and land. You know, we, we talk about where a country, oh, well, you can lift yourself up and you can build yourself up. Right. But. But that's from been the a lie from the beginning. Right. Yeah. It's it's a lie from the beginning. Um, and um, I have this quote from Angela Davis from her Democracy Now! interview. Um, so <clears throat> she said, I, I would argue that abolition, like when we're talking about abolishing the police, is a mm-hmm. feminist strategy. And one sees in these abolitionist demands that there are emerging the pivotal influence of feminist theories and practices. Amy Goodman said, explain that further. Well, I want to see feminism not only addressing issues of gender, but rather as a methodological approach of understanding the intersectionality of struggles and issues. Abolition feminism counters carceral feminism, which is unfortunately assumed that issues such as violence against women can be effectively addressed by using police force, by using imprisonment as a solution. And of course, we know that Joseph Biden in 1994, who claims that the Violence Against Women Act was such an important moment in his career, the Violence Against Women Act was was couched with the 1994 Crime Act, the Clinton Crime Act. So... I think that that I want we're going to delve further into that idea in a future episode. Um, But I think the idea that particularly as white women, we may have felt some level of protection from the police, especially when it comes to matters of, you know, sexual assault. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because that's what we're told. We're told, okay, go go through the system, call the police. Yeah. Get a rape kit. And how many times have... But anyone who's actually been through that process knows that it does nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, we want to we wanna learn more about that, like that specific myth as it, as it relates to women. But I think that especially white women need to start to examine that, you know, and like our, fa- our false belief. Well, and it's a scary, it's a scary thing to think, right? So because you felt protected mm-hmm. by this and then you start to realize like, man, I'm actually not even protected yeah. by it. Um that's that's a scary place to go but wouldn't we it's much better if we can all live in a safe society and that's what and if you're and if you're a person who doesn't understand what abolishing or defunding the police means just look at look at the fuck up i'm so tired of like i know of explaining (laughs) yeah like it's not we're not asking for well who are you gonna call if your house gets broken into first of all the police don't do fucking shit if you uh, my house has been broken into like four times they write a report 
Yeah, they write a report and they never find your shit unless someone like dumps it on the side of the road exactly. and someone happens to find it. You're better off going to Facebook and being like, hey, my tool, like these tools were stolen if you see anyone selling them. Right. Like that's, that's what fucking works. Yeah. Your community. Yeah. So, and we, yeah, and we have to become, you know, better in our communities and also like put yourself in proximity to people who are different than you. I mean, not mm-hmm. just, not just racially, but in all different aspects, but like that's, I think that's a big factor too. When I've talked to people who don't understand this the most, it's just people who like literally have never spent time around people of color in their whole lives. And when you live in that bubble, it's so easy to other somebody else. Yes. So, you know, you're going to have to go out of your way and you're going to have to be uncomfortable for, for once in your life. Yeah. But also I want to, I do want to leave with a message of hope though, because I, as as upsetting as it is, again, it's not that it wasn't happening before and we have the chance. Have you ever, we've never had this fucking chance in our whole life and we have a chance to do this better. And so that our kids and like these, ne- I just, every time I see the babies, oh, one of my friends that I went to high school with had organized like a kids piece, Black Lives Matter protest that, or event that they had yesterday and just to see all these beautiful children out there and you're just like, this is for you guys, man. Yeah, exactly. Like we can't we can't keep doing this to our kids. And I think I think it's good to end on that note. Like you just have to keep fighting and educating yourself because it's the chill it's it's our future. It's your future. It's the There's next generation. So many generations are involved in these protests right now. It's it's clear, like, you can't ignore this anymore. There's no other choice but to be better and move forward. Yeah. 